Hello, everyone, and welcome to the eighth episode of Little Gay Library. Woo! Um, my name is Glory. My pronouns are she, they, and. Uh, my favorite fall drink and sweet is the chai with pumpkin cream cold foam and pumpkin cream cheese muffin from Starbucks. Oh. Uh, that is the elite combination. Um, Stop. I Usually I was a cold brew, but I'm in my chai era. And oh. Starbucks is pretty good chai. So, yeah. We're... Wow. We're going to try to make our own muffins this month so we can save money. <laughs> That's expensive. Fair. Um, okay, thank you for just getting right into it. Um, <laughs> I'm Leslie. My pronouns are she, her, Aya. Um, yeah, so our silly fact this month was, what is your favorite fall drink and sweet? Um, I was also going to say the same thing, an iced chai with pumpkin or... What is it? What is the yeah iced pumpkin cream chai with soy mm-hmm. milk? Well, um, I had one on Saturday after Lauren. Shout out to Lauren. Was like, bitch, it's fall. It's fall. <laughs> okay, the Starbucks menu came out last week. It's fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, surely it can't be that good. And so now I, I'm trying to learn how to make it myself mm-hmm. for the same reason that you are going to be making muffins so i'm not spending twenty thousand dollars a month or whatever on um yeah the chai little the chai that i like i've been making it at home too not the pumpkin part but just like chai Uh they sell like a concentrate at a kroger called Uh organ 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 chai Uh um and then you just do equal parts chai and milk of your choice nice okay i'll have to look into this <laughs> i have been experimenting trying to make the foam um mm-hmm. and so i i realized after i opened it and was whipping it up that i was like this isn't gonna work but i got this um coconut milk and almond milk creamer and so my thinking was just whip that but then i was like this mm-hmm. isn't thick enough like if you're gonna whip something it has to be like like you non-dairy yeah and I was like, I should have grabbed like the non-dairy whipping cream because I have used that before and it does like whip up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably do some like actual like pumpkin puree and like pumpkin spice. But anyways, I'm telling myself for the next couple of weeks, I can try stuff out, see what works. Yeah. And if you don't want to like just buy pumpkin, the girlies online, are, have they there's like a pumpkin pie sauce from this brand Tarani which makes like the syrups uh-huh and that's what Starbucks uses they don't use pumpkin they just use a sauce whoa so, like... okay life hack okay. <laughs> all right I'll, I'll have to look more into this um and then you said a pumpkin cream cheese muffin pumpkin cream cheese muffin not pumpkin mm-hmm. cream cheese muffin um, it's so good it is it's really good and uh my favorite fall sweet is um this olive oil pumpkin loaf that I've made. Yeah. Before. A little sea salt on the top. Mm. Um, 
some some pumpkin seeds and mm. um it's like yeah it's it's not super sweet but it like if you if you're one of those girlies that you know after eating a meal you're like looking for <laughs> need a little something something I feel like <laughs> this this is perfect so uh, amazing yeah well um please let us know what your favorite uh fall beverage and sweet is um mm -hmm. over on Instagram I'm sure we'll see a lot of very very delicious um ideas so perfect yeah. um little gay library is a podcast for bookish gays by literature lesbians join us as we talk about our current queer reads and important news from the book world boom just had to just had to have like a little intro on like fall like yeah foods. listen but we're getting into it no we really are and also um when you're hearing this it'll be september and so mm -hmm. let's do a little round of applause because it's glory's birthday month Woo! and it's um, currently virgo season so shout out yes. to the virgos major shout out to the virgos um the virgos in my life keep me going i appreciate y'all um you know you you love a good a good uh almost you say itinerary uh um, yeah google I calendar google doc. yeah google doc google Cal the google drive if you will um the google ecosystem <laughs> the googleification um is like <laughs> yeah so major shout out and also because both you and lauren texted me when the <laughs> starbucks fall menu dropped at yeah. literally like five minutes apart probably Shut and up, we're like <laughs> yes and both of you texted me the exact same thing you're like she's here like let's do it Amazing. and I was like thank y'all thank y'all for your service honestly so <laughs> um yeah okay well uh We have a great episode today. Um, we're going to be talking about our buddy read this month, which is If You Still Recognize Me by Cynthia So. Um, do you want to give us a little blurb? Sure. Okay. So we talked about this last episode because if you listened to last episode, you remember if you didn't literally what go back doing? and listen to it. What are you doing? <laughs> But at the end, we were trying to decide what our next buddy read was. And then we found out the book I had picked <laughs> to come out in the U.S. until November. Um, but we were like, yeah, literally, we were like, <sighs> but um, Glory had picked this book. And so we were like really excited to read both of them. So we were like, OK, it's the universe telling us. So we went with If You Still Recognize Me by Cynthia So. Um, and I'll read the blurb for y'all. So it goes like this. Thank you. So uh, you you can't see, but um, Glory was um, doing some modeling of the book for us. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, Elsie has a crush on Ada, the only person in the world who truly understands her. Unfortunately, they've never met in real life and Ada lives an ocean away. But Elsie has decided it's now or never to tell Ada how she feels. 
That is, until her long-lost best friend, Joan, walks back into her life. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> in a summer of repairing broken connections and building surprising new ones, Elsie realizes that she isn't nearly as alone as she thought, but now she has a choice to make. Um, <laughs> for real. Uh, I think we we both kind of had an idea of like like the some of the themes or um yeah like the topics that would be covered maybe like Mm -hmm. um long lost childhood friends obviously Mm -hmm. um elder lesbians Mm -hmm. um and I think I think there had been some discussion of like um or like we knew going into it that it would also be about fandoms maybe I kind of did but I was gonna say like how much of it really was about like fandom and how they found community and that was like unexpected but Mm -hmm. I really loved that part though yeah so yeah basically this is a YA about many things um you know internet crushes like I said long lost childhood friends exploring your queerness and gender expression which I really really enjoyed Mm -hmm. um you know, we talked about needing uh, lesbian elders. Bitch, boom. This, big, this book <laughs> delivered. No, um, it did. It really did. Uh, estranged family and grief, um, which I thought was unexpected, but I really um, liked that part of the book. Mm-hmm. And then there was so many um, descriptions of, like, really yummy food. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah I feel like this book kind of ticked all the boxes in terms of like things I'm super interested in mm-hmm. um oh and obviously fandom uh culture like just yeah it felt it felt like a like a real sit down read a library book book you know mm-hmm. I read this like in two days it was so good yeah <laughs> like inhaled this book <laughs> Because, okay, I'm holding up the physical book, but I literally just went to the library today to check it out because I read it on Libby. And when I'm reading on Libby, it's so easy to just go, like, scroll, 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 and then I'm, like, done. And you're, like, what? It's because it's, um, like, reading a fanfic. And so this is giving fanfiction, but in the best way. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, everyone in this book, it's, like, if you're a fan of Heartstopper... If you're a fan of uh there's another book that you've read. It's like some girls some girls something oh, too. Some girls do. Yeah, some girls do. Girls um, some girls. Girls some girls the the girls. <laughs> yeah, some girls do. <laughs> and hard stuff are like those little wholesome YA, but also like really meaningful like Mm -hmm, books mm -hmm. like this is like the book for you um we really the past books we've read together have been pretty like not serious but like just like full of a lot of uh themes and like more non-fiction-y so it was a good like Mm -hmm. good change of pace for this one yeah I also liked that like um it felt it still felt very like realistic um, mm-hmm. And it felt mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of the, like, themes that came up were, like, yeah, like, ones that 
you know you think about as a young person or I feel mm-hmm. like yeah I, I related a lot to it in that sense mm-hmm. um and it felt like it didn't shy away from like the quote-unquote like difficult conversations mm-hmm. um, especially around estranged family and like yeah. gender expression um mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool um mm-hmm. yeah I can definitely see this as being like um a book for like yeah like older um teens mm-hmm. and like even though everything like everything worked out in the end it was still like a lot of like conflict and like mm-hmm. like emotions and stuff so it was really cool yeah for sure um, um okay so we want to talk a bit about um some of the themes that we mentioned and like really uh kind of get into them but we do want to just say that like there will be spoilers so mm-hmm. spoiler alert yeah spoiler alert um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do what we normally do um later which is you know we just ask each other questions that kind of came up as we were reading or that we thought of after reading the book um mm-hmm. and those will be more spoiler free so yeah that's all i will try i i will try to put the timestamps in the description okay but yeah okay so um okay so our main character elsie mm-hmm. um oh i guess how would we describe elsie mm-hmm. he is about to uh graduate she just graduated like She's about to go to university, right? Yeah, she's going to um, Cambridge. Oh, yeah, she, she lives in Oxford, which is another university town. She's going to Cambridge. Um, she's super into this comic called Eden Recoiling, and um, she's really active on like Tumblr fandom communities. Um, she dresses like very quote unquote feminine, like long dresses floral patterns um she lives with her dad and mom and uh kind of like the first main conflict that we see in this book is that her mom and grand her mom and grandma have just come back from hong kong because um her grandpa passed away so her mom and grandma her grandma came to like live with them for like the summer I think um and yeah that's kind of like setting the scene of who Elsie is and she has a bestie from high school named Ritika Ritika yes um so Elsie is Chinese Mm -hmm. um and I believe both of her parents are also Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, I would say, like, yeah, we kind of, like, from from the beginning, like, are able to, like, get the sense that, um, well, she talks about it pre- pretty explicitly. Like, she was in this relationship with this guy. And- oh, Yeah that's a really big part (laughs) yeah uh and it 
it was definitely um como se dice toxic very abusive uh, yes for sure um not physically but uh definitely still like emotionally like manipulative and um she she really like deals with the aftermath um of it throughout the book like mm-hmm. i think that really plays a role in like how she interacts with um her crushes and just mm-hmm. people in her life in general um and uh yeah so i don't know if you had mentioned that um her internet friend um not yet okay okay so uh as glory mentioned like um she is like involved in the um eden recoiling fandom um so she she's a tumblr tumblr girly like she's yeah. on tumblr yeah active Active. (laughs) she's logging in hours okay (laughs) um and so she has a best friend um or I guess a friend yeah I a best friend that um she met through the fandom who is a writer um Ada um she is Nigerian American she lives in New York um and Elsie has a crush on her Mm -hmm. and this kind of Elsie's crush on Ada is what kind of like leads to one of the major plot points of the book, which mm-hmm. it includes um, reconnecting to um, elder queer women. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Would you like to talk a little bit more about that, Corey? Yeah. So throughout this whole book, Elsie thinks that she can get Ada to like her by <laughs> reconnecting these two elder lesbians who are Ada's grandma. Oh, not lesbian, sorry. I don't know what. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> not like, sure. Um, just like elder queer lovers. <laughs> Long lost girl best friends <laughs> from like the 40s. Um, which is, of which are Ada's grandma, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And then... Teresa, who currently still lives in England. Um, Rebecca lived in England as a young person and then moved to New York um, what, after she got married to a man. Um, so Elsie has this long con <laughs> that she's like, if I can get these two reunited, Ada will see how much I like her and then I'll fall in love and all will be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this plan kind of it's going underway but then we get a new character in the book which is Elsie's long-lost friend Joan um so Joan is a lesbian she is a butch lesbian and um she lived in Hong she moved to Hong Kong when she was 11 Mm -hmm. and she gifted Elsie like a letter writing set so they could stay in touch but Mm -hmm. like as soon as Joan moved, they never got in touch again. Like Joan just kind of stopped talking. Elsie and Elsie was like, to her before Joan ghosted her. Joan ghosted her at the ripe age of eleven. <laughs> yeah, um, and so obviously Elsie was like sad about this, but you know you move on and you go through your schooling, and she made new friends and. Um, then so she lives in Oxford right so she 
just runs into Joan one day when Elsie was trying to help an elderly Chinese woman, but Elsie spoke Cantonese and the lady spoke Mandarin. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, someone helps the lady by speaking Mandarin, and that person is Joe. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, <gasps> oh my God. Literally. And also, like, this happens like pretty early on in the book. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I, I was actually kind of expecting it to like take longer. So then I was like, ooh. Um, also, kind of to add uh, to what Glory said. So, um, uh, Yes, Joan has come back to Oxford from Hong Kong to go to school. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, Elsie is, um, you know, taking care of of her grandmother, um, who's also come back or come from Hong Kong because um, her grandpa, uh, I'm not sure, I can't remember what what she calls her grandpa. Um, this is... I know she calls her grandma uh Popo. Popo. Yeah. Is it I think it's it starts with gong, but I forget the second. So I think it's I think it's gong gong. Yeah, gong gong, yeah. Uh-huh. Um her gong gong has like passed. Mm-hmm. So um her mom, who was estranged from her parents, mm-hmm. um, has like brought back Popo and um Elsie's like taking care of her. And so kind of when when this um like when when Joan or sorry when Elsie sees Joan she's with her popo and then like you know they kind of have a moment and like decide to like catch up Mm -hmm. um and then we kind of get the first taste of like um the the expectations that like you know women um including Elsie should like be more feminine um because mm-hmm. Elsie's popo immediately is like oh like Joan you know she is a very she's very boyish looking um mm-hmm. there's a term that that she uses mm-hmm. um and uh then Elsie kind of like starts to think about you know how when she was younger she used to also be a tomboy and stuff mm-hmm. um and that feels like uh like that that kind of um uh that that just like is like a reoccurring thing in the book like Elsie mm-hmm. thinking about how she used to dress when she was younger and like mm-hmm. uh feeling a lot of gender envy <laughs> yeah Joan. yeah yeah and during those moments I was like you're so close no really yeah (laughs) um yeah and uh okay I have I have some I realize now I just kind of like jumped around and stuff but what else should we is there other stuff that we should bring up before we get into um like Um, our specific themes that we want to talk about I want to talk about this later, but I'll, like, just briefly mention it now. Like, another theme of, like, estranged family is mm. how uh, Elsie's mom's siblings, uh, they have, she has two siblings. She has Kevin and then 
Susan? Yeah, yeah. And then Kevin lives in England in Manchester, and Susan doesn't even live in England. She lives in, like, Australia or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has those two siblings, and um, no one, like, talks about Kevin, like... Uh, and kevin is like very estranged he doesn't go to the funeral for the gong gong Mm -hmm. um all this stuff um so yeah we'll talk about that more later but just like another layer of like estranged family things that's like pretty important in the book um and like elder queers and like all things like that so yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I said, like um I wasn't expecting like family estrangement and mm-hmm. um I mean grief because Elsie's mom is like grieving a lot and so is her mm-hmm. Popo. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like you really see it with Elsie's mom. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect it to be such a big part of the book, but mm-hmm. I thought um Cynthia So's writing was like uh it, it felt like they did justice to like how complicated it can be to like mm-hmm. lose an estranged parent which yeah. I was like, oh, you're like oh no for real <laughs> um yeah okay should we just like jump into our questions and themes yeah. you want to discuss let's, let's like jump into it like let's just get right into it <laughs> Okay. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Um why don't you take it away? All right, all right. Um yeah, so like I said, gender expression, gender envy, <laughs> uh sexuality, these are these are really um major themes and really stuck out to me as as I was reading. Mm-hmm. Um I think uh there's some like really interesting quotes I pulled um that you know, are like Elsie thinking about um, Joan and like the way she dresses and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is like when she first bumps into Joan and she's like, I study the person who interrupted us just a glance at first, but then I can't look away. They're about my age, short hair shaved at the back, and they're wearing glasses with clear frames, a silver stud earring in one ear, and a black bomber jacket and jeans. There's something familiar about them, but I can't figure out why. When I read that, I said, ma'am, that's a homosexual. Yay. <laughs> um, and then the other the other uh, quote was, when I was little, I was the boyish one with short hair who refused to wear skirts and dresses outside school. I wonder where that girl is now. Did Joan and I swap identity somehow? Did our souls fly across the sky in the smoky trails of airplanes, finding each other's bodies with more success than my le- letters ever found her? Which I was like, okay, bars. Um, <laughs> but it it really does, um, yeah, like feel like Elsie is like, wait, how is this possible? Like, how mm-hmm. is it possible that, you know, like Joan used to be uh like more feminine than I was when we were younger Mm -hmm. and now like she's completely different Mm -hmm. and like you know she talks about how hard it was when Joan left for her to like um make friends and like essentially had to like 
yeah, like start dressing more feminine in order to make friends because she was constantly like being left out and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I I really um started to think more about um yeah, like what gender expression means, and I like throughout the book we see Elsie kind of go back and forth between like you can tell she really wants to dress a certain way but mm-hmm. then she doesn't right like she like is like no like I, I like I'll still wear like the dresses and the florals mm-hmm. um and then towards the end like she finally does um experiment with dressing more quote-unquote masculine um and yeah so okay um I've definitely been thinking about like um clothing as um I don't know like forms of gender expression and like what that looks like for myself because I think and I think we've talked about this before Glory like um growing up in like really strict households and also like you know around people who just made like fat phobic comments constantly mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. excuse me like um I feel like I just kind of dressed like how I was expected to like mm-hmm. for most of my life mm-hmm. and then kind of when I got into high school I realized like I could like do a little bit here and there and then whenever I had to like pull back and like you know still dress the way like my mom or my grandma wanted me to I turned to my hair as like a form of like expressing myself so I like I mm-hmm. like had like pixie cuts and like all sorts of stuff like in high school mm-hmm. and then when I got to college I was just like oh my god I can wear whatever I want because there's no one here to tell me I can't dress that way mm-hmm. um and I think like that was like a really honestly like a really liberating time because I was just like fuck yeah like I can wear like what I what I interpreted as like gay attire I was like I'm gonna Mm -hmm. wear like super patterned like bright like short sleeve Mm -hmm. shirts you know like gotta cuff the jeans Mm -hmm. um and I kind of would go back and forth between like that and like using like makeup to like express myself um and I don't know I think like also like um unfortunately we live in a society with men (laughs) um (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and so I feel like um something I hadn't really like come to terms with was that I also dressed growing up I was taught to dress for men and then like um as I got older and like was in college like I feel like I was no longer dressing for men but I was also like very intentional about that like I was like I actually don't want to be perceived by men Mm -hmm. um and in many ways that was limiting because I was like well I would love to wear a skirt but I don't want to get like get men's attention Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so I feel like that's still stuff I'm like trying to figure out, but I'm really like interested in knowing like how other people express their gender, their sexuality through clothing, 
makeup, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, are there certain clothes, hairstyles, makeup, et cetera, that makes you feel more confident in your sexuality? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, one thing, whenever I saw this question right off the bat, I thought about like my stompy Doc Martens. <laughs> um, I got them to like in 2020 and they're the platform ones. So they like add two inches to my height and it was very healing for my 2014 self. Because I oh, wanted a real. pair of Doc Martens so bad, but they were really expensive, and my parents wouldn't get them for me because <laughs> they thought they looked like goth. Um, so, but I got them when I had my own money. So, <laughs> um, I love wearing those in the fall and winter. Um, and also, yeah, like what you were talking about, like for me, knowing that anything that I wear, like I'll wear, I wear it for myself and not for other gay people but just like mm-hmm. I'm not trying to appeal to like men and like how you were talking about when you were younger like if that meant that would mean you wouldn't wear skirts and stuff but I feel like now I feel like we're both kind of this way like we can wear like if we want to wear dresses or if we want to wear skirts like we can because we know we're not wearing it for that yeah. group of people those people (laughs) um and yeah and like also like the same thing when like how you're talking about how family made like really fat phobic comments growing up and stuff I feel like in high school it was like the worst because I wanted to express myself with different styles but like it was hard like being in this like depending on your family like because yeah. they would they're the ones that bought your clothes so like mm-hmm. they had the last say on what you could get and like for me like my uh stepdad mainly he was just so horrible and like telling me what I couldn't couldn't wear and being like oh this stuff isn't made for bodies like yours and like things like that and um when I did get to college uh it really was liberating when I could like when I when I re- realized that I could literally wear whatever I want like anything any clothes is for anybody like it doesn't matter like what you look like like you can wear whatever you want and that was very freeing and um for me like just expressing myself with clothes in general like nothing really specific but just being able to like wear whatever I want and try new things is like how I express myself um but yeah 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 I think I think what you said about like um yeah coming to the realization that like like clothes is just for anybody like that's Mm -hmm. I don't know I think like it was so ingrained in me that like oh you had to wear stuff that was flattering to you but also that was like modest to an Mm -hmm. extent I guess Mm -hmm. um and yeah I don't know it's just like being taught that like your body was something you were supposed to be ashamed of but then also that was supposed to appeal to a certain group of people it Mm -hmm. was just like yeah and then and then it's true like I was like I'm literally 12 I can't buy my own clothes I don't have a job (laughs) and like um 
another thing with that is like it's so ingrained in you that only certain things look good on you you don't realize that like they make things in all sizes so you can wear a dress because they have your size like I don't know like whenever I realize that I could like just buy things in a bigger size to look, look better on me like life-changing oh for sure I think like that was another thing like um it's just in general it's just wild how clothes works where mm-hmm. it's like first of all sizing is just not consistent mm-hmm. second of all like who cares if it fits like mm-hmm. that's like that is that not the purpose of like clothes mm-hmm. that it fits your body mm-hmm. but because people have placed like all these expectations on clothes and how people's bodies are supposed to look like like it just makes it so much more complicated um and yeah I just remember like hating having to like think about what to wear so like for a Mm -hmm. good probably like year in high school maybe like my freshman or sophomore year I just wore jeans and a black sweatshirt that was it like I was like I I hate this um and so like looking back to like 14 15 year old me I'm like damn like there there were so many ways that like you could have expressed yourself that other people just chose to like you know shut down because they were like no you can't show your shoulders (laughs) no like you can't show your shoulders or you can't show like above your knees or yeah. like if people can see like your arm like your yep. like arm flabbies <laughs> yeah like, things like that yeah it's definitely what a time but mm-hmm. um I'm very glad that we're both kind of like in that place or headed toward that place where we're like fuck yeah I'm gonna wear clothes and I'm gonna wear what I want to wear yeah um, and yeah, kind of to what you were saying, it's like, I don't wear clothes, like, I don't wear clothes for men. I don't wear clothes for the other queers, necessarily, but it's like, I I don't not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta look at it through the, the queer gaze. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, um, do you, is there anything like, do you have like a staple item that you feel like, I know you talked about like your docs, um, mm-hmm. which you like micro influ- influenced me to buy a platform <laughs> docs, and I want you to know that. Uh, um, yay. <laughs> is there um, anything else that you feel like very much speaks to you? I feel like I have one for you that I don't know if you like, I don't know if you actually wear this as often as... What? Your jean jacket. I thought you were gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I was gonna say like my jean jacket or like my overalls. Just like yeah, thing. I just love like a good denim piece and Wait. like what we, we need to make a a Leslie and Glory starter pack. Mm-hmm. Like oh okay <laughs> sure we'll do that yeah we can do that <laughs> uh-huh. no like our jean my jean jacket like my docs my overalls like um since I work every day I can't be too crazy because I have to be like 
work appropriate. Boo. Boo. Um, but one thing I wear a lot to work is like this green dress that has like pockets and mm-hmm. it's like a light, like sort of pastel green mm-hmm. with like puffy sleeves and it's super cute. That's like one of my staple outfits. Um, and yeah, one thing, what else? I got this pair of jeans like last year or the year before, but one side is one leg is like light wash and the other leg is like dark wash. Mm. So they're like silly. <laughs> like mm. I like have like a pretty like I feel like now like with evolving my style, I have a pretty like <laughs> a class not classic, but kind of like more like I like a lot of basic stuff, but I also mm. like those certain things. Those like one or two like pieces of clothing where it's like, oh, she's different. <laughs> yeah like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) like uh I don't know if I told you this but I got um overalls in the big bud press sample sale no Uh, we need to talk about the sample sale because I also got yeah um I just got the overalls because I knew if I'd spent more time and anything else I would have missed it it was like getting concert tickets it was no literally (laughs) that was was, like the only thing that I got um but they were like purple like an eggplant purple so like a darker purple which Uh is not my usual shade but I'm excited for it and just see how I can like experiment with it in the fall and winter because okay. it's more like a wintery color. Yeah. Oh my god, love. Well, I got uh like these like uh grape purple sweatpants and a bubblegum pink sweatshirt. Cute. Wow. I'm very excited. Um. Uh. Yeah, I think for um staples when I was in college as well my jean jacket I don't wear my jean jacket a lot and I think it's because I just like it's too hot for you to yeah it, <laughs> and like, you're I'm inside like, exactly exactly I'm like maybe I need to start wearing my jean jacket to work you know <laughs> but I'm like everybody knows I'm gay because everybody gay so you know <laughs> mm-hmm. but um yeah I think for myself, I love wearing midi skirts. Um, mm-hmm. And I love wearing them with like t-shirts. And I just have a bunch of random t-shirts. I'm wearing a t-shirt right now that says, Heaven is a room with all my books. Shout out to Sunny's, uh, uh, Sunny's book truck, I believe. Cute. Um, yeah, I think for me, as I've been trying to figure out what kind of clothes I want to wear, like more of um some of the things that help me feel um like help me feel feel more uh como se dice lesbian mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are glasses because I feel like glasses are so fun yes um, so Laura and I both have like transparent or translucent green glasses different shapes, yes but iconic um uh i also have it's, it's in our like uh logo for our uh, yes yes our glasses <laughs> yeah um i also really enjoyed getting my hair cut when i was younger it was so much more difficult i feel like because um like uh yeah my my mom and my grandma did not like how I would cut my hair and I would often get in trouble because I looked not girly um 
but as I've gotten older and I like you said I have money now so I can do whatever I want Mm -hmm. um actually shout out to Val my my hairdresser they're super dope um and they work at a queer salon um and like starting to get my hair cut at a queer salon slash then buy a queer person elsewhere like that was like life-changing because I feel like they understood the vision immediately and Mm -hmm. I didn't have to be like please just cut my hair like I feel like I used to be with like um the señoras who would cut my hair when I was younger were like are you Mm -hmm. sure you want to cut it that short Mm -hmm. you know like yeah so anyways fun times also silly earrings I used to love collecting earrings I don't really do that as much now yeah but it is fun and then um I'm gonna try and get back into makeup I feel like for a minute one of my favorite things was just like colorful eyeliner because it was so simple but I feel like Mm -hmm. see someone with colorful eyeliner you're like okay okay um but anyways yeah so um I really liked uh how Elsie um you know was thinking about her the way that she dressed and like her appearance um throughout the book and like obviously like she struggled a lot with it um but in the end was like I want to be comfortable being myself Mm -hmm. and that is what I'm going to do and Mm -hmm. yeah it I'm sure it was I mean I imagine and like kind of the the last couple chapters like she just feels more free um and I do think that being able to look the way you want to and like present the way you want to does make you feel freer so Mm -hmm. yeah shall I point it over to you sure um I am going to talk about the theme about like I feel like a lot of the food in the book is really representative of just like love um mainly with like the descriptions of like all the meals Elsie's mom makes for the family um and like how her mom remembered Joan's favorite food after all those years mm-hmm. and like food food in celebration as well um how Elsie's uncle Kevin made a huge breakfast the morning after reuniting with Elsie and when Elsie came out to him um an ice cream shop being the way to like finding Teresa um and also back to Kevin uh we need to talk about Kevin (laughs) um I'm sorry whenever you say that I just think of the movie I know that's why I wrote (laughs) it that's why I wrote it I was like that uh, curse movie um uh yeah like Kevin is such an important character I feel like um like how earlier I was talking about how he is also estranged from his family and his family doesn't really like talk to him anymore and it gets revealed that um Kevin uh was in a relationship with a man um and the family mainly his grand his parents like disowned him and was like well if you're gonna be like this like you can't talk to us ever again and um his uh 
his siblings really stuck up for him and was like, well, we can't, we're not going to talk to you anymore because you treated our brother this way, which is like something that when Elsie realizes that's what happened, like how her mom was one of the people that stuck up for her brother. Um, she was like really surprised and like glad to know that she wasn't like homophobic because mm-hmm. she had like Elsie had like fears about coming out to her family as bisexual and all that stuff. Um so Kevin's super important and he is like um a family connection to like Elsie's queer elders. Um so yeah. Um anyway, back to the theme about food. Um so my question is what is your favorite food to make or order when you're celebrating something? Because I feel like in this book there's lots of celebrations and lots of food present at those celebrations. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is kind of funny because um the other day, maybe like two or three days ago, I was talking to Sarah and we were she she just has a bunch of random pictures of us in her like her camera roll. Mm-hmm. Um some of them are really like cursed and chaotic. Mm-hmm. And uh one of them was like just this like big spread of like breakfast food. And she was like, Do you remember when you made me breakfast for my birthday last year bless you thank you um and I was like oh my god yeah and honestly breakfast okay breakfast for lunch in elementary school was like wild like they were just wilding out when they did that like I remember my mind was they did that yes I remember this like it was like I just couldn't believe it I was like we're gonna have pancakes for lunch (laughs) my god and I feel like yeah breakfast for any meal of the day um but specifically if it's around like a celebration it just feels extra special Mm. um so I really love that and then um I would say mm, what else I mean a few years ago I'm not a cake girly but Mm -hmm. a few years ago for my birthday I had a lavender horchata tres leches cake made by Mia um whoa uh no one knows Mia except you I think but (laughs) I don't think I know Mia you don't know Mia Oh, okay. Well, she's a baker in like Dallas. Um, nice. I know she does other stuff, but she bakes and she's like straight up. It was wild. It was so good. Um, uh, that sounds yummy. Yes, like very, very like just moist and mm-hmm. like the cinnamon, the oh, amazing. So I still think about that. But like I'm like I'm just things like that, and it's really cute and like. We do it for, like, different celebrations and, like, different parties we have. Like, different, like, dinner parties or, like, hangouts we do with, like, a group of people. Um, And, like, I am mostly, most of the time, a cake girly. Um, But every year, I like to, <laughs> I like to make my own cake because I'm crazy um, like that. I love that. <laughs> like, last year, I made, like, a passion fruit and strawberry cake. Like, the frosting was, like, just, like, normal, like, buttercream. But um, 
the filling was passion fruit and like we topped it with strawberries and my friend Angela's birthday we I made an Earl Grey cake with um filled with lavender blueberry jam and what the frosting the was just lavender <laughs> lavender frosting um and that was really yummy and it was really easy because like I just used a cake mix but it turned out so good like wow um, like I put like Earl Grey in the cake mix to make uh-huh. it taste like Earl Grey um and like Wait, I I'm like so I'm so shook right now I'm like a baker a ba- like <laughs> hello and I yeah I love like I, lo- I do like a lot of random baking but I never bake for myself really I always bake mm. to give to other people just because I live alone and like I can't finish like a whole thing um but I just love the act of it (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah oh love that are you gonna make yourself a birthday cake this year um maybe this year I'm thinking of a few different cakes the earl gray lavender cake last year for my friend was really good so maybe I'll make that or there's like this lemon cake that I saw online that mm-hmm. looks good. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I love this. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> Another theme that came up like we were talking about earlier was fandom. So um, yeah, I was very happily surprised to see this be um, such a big part of the book and it I mean it really did like bring the book together and like you know there's a reason like Elsie knows Ada Mm -hmm. um and does this grand gesture and all this stuff so Mm -hmm. yeah um okay so I mean we've talked about Tumblr before um specifically the 2013-2014 era of Tumblr um you know Arctic Monkeys, Lana Del Rey, Marina yeah. and the Diamonds, Choice of Bond, you know, um, that one picture of the the four the, kids. Yeah, the four kids. <laughs> Hope they're having a great day. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um and so I really wanted to talk about like what your first fandom um experience was like like what was the first one you um were part of and did you have an internet bestie I didn't have an internet bestie so I want to know let's get into it yeah okay so my first fandom that I feel like I really was involved in would be One Direction um in 2012 um Sam was my friend and um yeah, we were just like internet besties. Um, Wait, how did we, y'all meet? Um, you know the like messaging app Kick. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, we Not were kick. in a group oh chat. My god. We, were just... a, we were in a group chat, and I don't know how. But we became friends, and like she, um, mm-hmm. we just lived like a few towns over, um, so but we never like met in real life because like you know we were like twelve, and um, 
she was my internet bestie and we like met through a kick group chat but we were also like active on instagram um and uh how long did y'all stay friends for uh kind of like a year or two my parents found out and they got mad at me and (gasps) so i couldn't talk to her anymore but then like i followed her later and when we were like older and um we were like in college or whatever and we like followed each other and we're like you know we're in our normal era now so good for her good for me (laughs) um and like it was really weird because she lived really close to me and also like one of the girls at my school knew that knew her like Mm because they had gone to school together Mm -hmm. and then one of her real life friends went to our college Mm. (laughs) so it was just like really like a lot of like coincidences Uh, yeah Yeah. uh I feel like I'm sorry I hate to be like you had to be there but like you had to be on tumblr during the specific time um to just like truly understand how wild it was especially one direction Mm -hmm. like tumblr and there were like different sides of tumblr because i feel like my like josie whenever she talks about like tumblr things i'm like oh i don't know what you're talking about because but she was on like super natural i feel like i shouldn't (laughs) say this she would be embarrassed but she was on like (laughs) she was super lock like Bobby the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Glee, that part of Tumblr. And, like, I was on, like, One Direction, like, fan fiction, that kind of stuff. Like, mood boards, imagine. Like, oh, my God. Very, very, there was, like, so many different experiences you could get on that website. It was crazy. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I remember, like... I remember coming across like all like you know silly like memes um like and not even like related necessarily to one direction but just like it's like the randomest stuff like did you ever see that one roller coaster one where it's like it's like a video game and they're on a roller coaster and there's like a Katy Perry Rihanna mashup song playing and this is all fake, by the way. I just want to say that. <laughs> and yeah, it's these little like figures on this roller coaster. And then at some point, the roller coaster like crashes and then like the music changes and it's Adele. Um, and obviously, explaining mm-hmm. it makes it less funny. But at the time, mm-hmm. I would lose my shit at it. I thought it was the funniest thing No, like, you had to have, like, a very niche sense of humor. Like, it was, like, the stupidest things. Like, looking back on it, like, it was just so funny. (laughs) I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it so that uh, everyone can watch it. Like, Mm -hmm. you can post it to our Insta. Yes. Literally, for the longest time, anytime, like, I watched it, like, I would be, like, crying of laughter and then I was just like (laughs) and I think that's when I like my brain like really began to rot but Mm -hmm. anyways um 
yeah okay I have to ask I have to ask since we were both part of the One Direction fandom shout out to JC for introducing me she told me about them uh she told me about One Direction when Mm -hmm. they right before they did their um the bring 1d to the u.s tour where they yes came to Dallas. same that's that's the yeah. time i found out like literally the week or something before yeah unfortunately i did not get to go but same. i was like <clears throat> what makes me beautiful was just like on replay mm-hmm. on replay um, no like the town that that was in was where my internet bestie lived and then the town that we went to college was where i was living yeah so oh my like, god that's like we're so close. close yeah yeah um okay wild okay well I have to ask and then we can move on but like um who was your ship uh <laughs> I feel like we I feel like we have the same ship um I loved like the Nary and Zary um but also like there was a brief moment where I was like, oh my god, the Larrys are crazy. I'm really into it. But like in like a I'm like very intrigued in your like in your like uh reasonings. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like, you know, like when you like see like some like drama on the internet that you have no connection to and you're like, oh my god, I have to know everything about this. So yeah. that's how I felt about Larry. But like I knew like it was not real. Maybe like at one point they like liked each other, but obviously it never anything went past that <laughs> you're so you're gonna get doxxed um yeah so <laughs> i don't need to say where i live because you'll know like a few weeks so. <laughs> you, yeah <laughs> okay word. um i was a zary girly for sure zane and harry till i died at the time is what i used mm-hmm. to say um yeah and then when Zane left, I remember exactly what I was doing um, mm-hmm. at school. <clears throat> and I came home. I kept my cool all day. I came home. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just had Take Me Home on replay. Stop. That's so sad. And I literally cried. My grandma was like, why are you crying? And I was like, he left. <laughs> he left. Um, yeah. And then, you know. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Like. I was listening to Harry's house earlier today, yesterday, and I was just like, huh, it's really been so long since, like, One Direction. Like, it's I know, like, 12 years or something, Something 13 years, and I'm just like, you know what, shout out to Niall, shout out to Niall, because- No, he's, like, doing the thing. He said, I'm gonna mind my own business, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna eat my food. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pretend I do not see and I'm gonna sing about being so down bad I would join cult for you and I was like this is my Period. type of man. <laughs> you have like a 12 step skincare routine video on YouTube it's it's so funny <laughs> he takes it seriously like for real he's a little fruity anyways um <laughs> no like I feel like the only members I care about these days not care about but like care about like looking like care about like reading about or like Niall or like Harry kind of I was like more of a stan a few years ago but these days I'm just like whatever um yeah I have like, to say I don't care about Liam or Louie or like uh, I'm so sorry Liam con su 
strip that down that was a fever dream <laughs> because true. why did it take like 12 people to write that song no literally <laughs> and like that podcast episode where he was like oh my push God. me against the wall and like <laughs> <laughs> to this day we would never know who pushed him against the wall i'm sorry but that was that was too funny okay but we're gonna save that for other podcasts. yeah that's another episode that, that's, that's, that's another episode. podcast it's for other um one direction podcast where we just <clears throat> talk shit and constantly get doxxed um mm-hmm. yeah you know what shout out i want to give a shout out to all the girlies who were hardcore harry stands a couple of years ago and are now just like heard um who now are just like normal (laughs) sometimes I get really sad I'm like man that was really fun but I think Mm -hmm. there was definitely the oversaturation of him just everywhere Mm -hmm. I was like he needs to like go live in a cave for a couple years and then come back yeah I'm tired um anyways okay cool well uh happy happy to to know that we both um we both experienced this canon event as mm-hmm. uh teens which mm-hmm. is you have to the one direction to lesbian pipeline that's right yeah yeah so it's alive and well oh for sure it's claimed hundreds mm-hmm. if not thousands <laughs> All right, passing it back to you. Uh, okay, so my next theme is long distance friendship. Um, I feel like this is like a lot of people in this book have different like friendships that are like either super close and they live just across the sh- like just across town or like there's like a whole like ocean between them so I feel like a lot a lot a lot oh sorry a thing that I noticed in this book is that like Ada and Elsie I feel like their like friendship really mirrors Rebecca and Teresa not so much as like the romantic aspect but like them both living in ocean away and like all this kind of stuff um and then uh how Elsa and Ada's relationship being long distance kind of differs from Elsie and Ritika's friendship because um, they live so close and like can see each other every day and all that kind of stuff and how their communication is different from like Ada and Elsie who only communicate like through the books. Um, so yeah, there's just like different things about friendship that I noticed and also the whole like Joan... Joan was a close friend and then Joan moved to another continent um, across the world and just kind of stopped talking to her and all those different like relationship aspects. Um, So my question for you is who are some long distance friends that you've only hung out with in person a few times but you still feel super close to? And how do you keep friendship alive when most of it is via a screen? Like, I feel like now that we're older, we, like, make friends via our, like, special communities that we're involved in, especially Mm -hmm. online. So, like, who are those people for you? Yeah. Well, I just want to say most of my friends don't live in Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like... 
um, a lot of like post-college friendships have had to be intentional like mm-hmm. we've had to like be like yes we want to be friends and I think last time I mentioned how it can be um hard work and I I do think like being in a friendship requires work I think mm-hmm. it can be to an extent easier when you like really want to be friends with this person but it does mm-hmm. require like both of you to make a commitment to like still talk or like check in or whatever mm-hmm. um so I think like yeah um I mean you are definitely one of those long distance friends I always think about how in reality we just spent a semester at school together <laughs> like that's no, it it's so silly like but also really <laughs> like we've been friends longer being away from each other than we have being like in the same yeah so that like that's super wild um Mm -hmm. but again I think that like um I'm very proud to like say that like the friends I have now like I love deeply and I'm like very committed to our friendships because I think that Mm -hmm. when you're like in like high school and I mean college too to an extent like you can just become friends with people because it's convenient Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah so I would say um how do you keep friendship alive when most of it is via a screen yeah like have regular Mm check-ins um just like make time to like do things that you might do with like your like friends that are in person slash close by like have movie nights you know live texting is very fun yes um shout out again to lauren but every year we um will watch the great british bake-off together um yeah we watch every episode as it like the new season yeah oh love and we like live text each other as it's happening so like once great british bake-off starts off we're like all right like sundays at this time is our like watch party Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and that's great because we're like okay at the very least we get to talk once a week and Mm -hmm. yeah um i think for you and i honestly having this podcast i think we've like joked about it before or like even if we have two listeners or one listener or zero listener like it's fine because Mm-hmm. part of this podcast is just making time to talk to each other about books and about this random stuff happening yes and that's really fun uh. um yeah <laughs> and then I think um another thing is um you know like yeah just just like finding other ways to um finding ways that work for you and your friends to like communicate like I'm not much of a texter but I love a good voice message like I know some friends who Mm -hmm. are like I don't like FaceTimes but I love a good phone call like okay Mm -hmm. so I Mm -hmm. feel like yeah finding what works for you and then making the time to like do it makes a really really big difference so Uh, I love that yeah um let's see Okay. 
So some long distance friends that I only hung out with in person a few times. I feel like I guess like now presently like my friends in Texas because I only have like a few that I'm really close with. Um, but also I feel like a lot of my like quote unquote online friends are just like Twitter or like social media mutuals that I've like made through like communities I'm involved with like from being in like repro spaces and like making those friends and like just keeping in touch with them from like Instagram and seeing like what their life is like and them seeing what my life is like like I've only hung out with you like once but like I support you so hard and (laughs) I feel like a lot of like my online friendships are like that and like um but kind of like keeping that alive like more so like my closer friends like you and my bestie Oscar um just yeah just like making time to talk with each other no matter like what that is um but yeah I we do like to do voice messages or this podcast or like watching a movie every now and then and like with Oscar um we like to FaceTime and like but yeah like I feel like for me texting is really hard lately I feel like in the past mm-hmm. I would I was like a crazy texter I would, that was just like the only way I liked to communicate but now like knowing what other people learning what other people prefer and like how we can make that work with each other um yeah um yeah yeah so if you're listening and you're like oh my god like I have friends who don't live near me and like I don't know how how to stay friends with them we just gave you a bunch of ideas Mm -hmm. yeah there you go yay Uh, that was a really good book I'm glad we read it um thank you for suggesting it yeah it was really fun and sweet and I'm glad I found it I found it because I was making a list for work about YA books that were coming out this year that were like LGBT so that's fun um yeah so we've now reached the last portion of our um podcast which is news from the book world um so yeah september is many months it's virgo season it's my birthday (laughs) month and it is library card sign up month Um, so we here at little gay library encourage you (laughs) to we encourage we implore you to sign up for a card at your local library um there's so many things you can get um a library while it is all books are an important part it's not the only thing um you can get books you can get cds you can get dvds some libraries even have video games to check out um not mine but i know that's the thing um there's magazines um there's um especially at like bigger libraries like with like more archival material there's magazines going back like to the early 1900s and like newspapers like local newspapers that are like archived from like the early 18th 19th and 20th century and like you can check out magazines laptops you can check out hotspots um that will give you wi-fi connection if you don't have it um some libraries even have like a library of things where you can check out 
like crafting supplies or household tools that you don't normally have access to or like instruments or like even like like recording recording things like recording equipment or audiovisual equipment or like at our library a big thing is like the seed library so you can check out seeds to have a garden your library card gives you access to like online services like canopy which is a streaming service kind of like netflix um we can watch movies and documentaries and hoopla which is more like music um and then libby which is like ebooks and audiobooks and different databases for research every library is different but most libraries have a lot of the same majored ones um mm-hmm. and then at our library, a fun thing that we can get with our card is like access to the New York Times like recipes and games. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so what a flex. <laughs> we have a free subscription to that. Um, but the thing is like you have to so the way it works for us is like it's a 24 hour subscription, but you can renew it every day. So it's mm. up, it's an unlimited subscription, but it's just like you have to get a new code every day to access it. Mm-hmm. um yeah you can like play like the crop the full crossword or like uh read the articles or get recipes like unlimited recipes mm-hmm. um that's really cool wow and yeah so um sending trip for library card supports your library in all those ways but it also like a major way it kind of supports your library is that gives like uh libraries like if we know how many people are signing up for cards we know how much usage we're getting so like we can make a case to like uh the library board or the city council and be like look how many people are using the library like give us money to build more libraries or get these different services so like for our for my library that i work with um uh we just opened a new library in a side of town that didn't have one Mm-hmm. close to that close to that community so like if we know how many people are using the library we know that it's important and needed in the community and we can like expand at the reach so yeah Whoa. sign up for a library card in september and all month all months in the year wow thank you so much so i think another reason why you should get a library card is because they look cute yes <laughs> and 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 people may not know this, but most of the time, most libraries now in this year of our Lord 2023, <laughs> um, they have like the card you put in your wallet, but they also have a keychain. So mm-hmm. like you can always keep your library card on you. Um, That's so good. And like some libraries collaborate with like artists and make really cute ones. Mine's ours is like, okay, it's like purple and it has like our logo and it's cute, mm-hmm. but yeah yeah boom well thank you so much for that glory i hope you're welcome folks sign up for a library card if you haven't and if you lost yours go get a new get one. a new one there you go. <laughs> um cool i had some book news as well um i just wanted to plug uh the literary activism newsletter by kelly jensen who is an editor at book riot um I think Lori and I have talked about Book Riot before, like in passing. Like mm-hmm. it's this website. They have a lot of really cool uh things, including um like fun book quizzes. Um mm-hmm. 
you know, they talk about like books that are coming out, um, book reviews, stuff like that. One of the reasons I subscribed to them was because I wanted to learn more about like censorship and book ban stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and this is the newsletter for that. So uh, you get it weekly, um, I believe every Friday. So um, a lot of the time it includes a compilation of different book bands that are happening across the country. Um, if there's one that um, Kelly has been reporting on, then there's also like an update. And then you also get like book wins. So if a book ban um, was talked about the previous week, but it didn't go um, into, uh, what's it called? Like it like it didn't actually take place. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll know about that. Um, states like Illinois have passed um, bills uh, that ban book bans. So like mm-hmm. make it safe. Um, or like uh, protect against censorship. So that's also a way I found out about that. But yeah, I think it can be, I mean, it can definitely be scary to see like all these attacks happening. Um, But I do think that like, there are action steps we can take, especially within our communities to like protect library workers and library spaces. Um, So I really recommend like following along and just seeing what's happening. And if there's an ask, like, you know, um do it take action mm-hmm. plug it with with other people that you know um and yeah i also recommend um becoming a supporter of like your local friends of the public library like association because mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i recently joined mine for like where i live and um they send out like uh emails like pretty regularly not like every day or anything like that but I do Mm -hmm. feel like way more informed and right now they're talking about like city council trying to um pass a budget that includes libraries and it would expand um library positions as well as because it would expand the um hours that libraries are open and like Mm -hmm. um the days and so they're like asking people to like you know reach out to their city council member and be mm-hmm. like please support this so there's stuff happening everywhere this is one way to like stay up to date and like get involved so mm-hmm. highly recommend it uh, yes thank you yeah um and then uh we are very excited to announce that we are going to be reading Until Tender by Sam Slipsky next month. Woohoo! Yay! Um, at the time that we're recording the podcast, um, it's actually officially out. Like today is the release date. Mm-hmm. Um, you can buy it from Game Over Books. Um, and Sam is doing a bunch of COVID cautious um in person events um mm-hmm. around the country in September so definitely check that out um and if you are like girl what the hell is Until Tender well let me tell you let me tell you so Until Tender is a debut poetry collection of Midwest writer Sam Slepsky um, and invites readers to join Sam for supper those who delve hungrily into these poems will be met with the acidic difficulty of reflecting on a tumultuous childhood as well as a sweet buttery bomb of a Slepsky has written what they needed to hear as a child, as an adult, as someone with an empty bowl starving for seconds. Each reader is served 
a content heart, belly, and spirit, Slepsky abundantly offers nuance to their own narrative. One day, despite the salt we are born from, we can learn to lavishly enjoy good food and better company. Learning to cook is an act of love, and Slepsky has copious love to give. A very beautiful summary of the book. Um, yes! But yeah, um, so we're going to be reading that. We're going to have some some special stuff um, revolving mm-hmm. around it's tender as well, so stay tuned. Really but exciting. Love, yes, if you love food, if you love soup, if you are queer, if you love poetry, um, mm-hmm. and if you like follow us <clears throat> on social, um, which I highly recommend you do, like you you are in for a treat. So mm-hmm. yeah. Big things coming. For sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. So stay abreast of the situation. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> So, yeah, amazing. Super excited. Our next and final little segment will be Little Indie Bookstores. Um, We're just going to shout out some local bookstores to encourage people to not, like, order from Amazon or big places like Barnes & Noble. They're, like, there's just, like, indie places that you can support and um, get your books from. So I'll go first. Um, so the book, the bookstore I'm shouting out is not officially open yet, um, but it is going to be open this fall. It's called Loudmouth Books, um, in Indianapolis. It, this is a little blurb I got from their website. Um, Loudmouth Books is a queer, black, and woman-owned independent bookstore in Indianapolis. Loudmouth is a bookstore and community space intended to uplift banned books and highlight the work of marginalized writers Loudmouth was founded by best-selling and award-winning author Leah Johnson in the spring of 2023 after one of the most regressive anti-LGBTQIA legislative sessions in Indiana history as a means of keeping life-saving, life-affirming, diverse books in the hands of Hoosiers. So I'm super excited. This bookstore sounds amazing. Um, um, If you don't know Leah Johnson, a book that maybe you've heard of is You Should See Me in a Crown. It's a YA novel that came out a few years ago. Um, but yeah, she, she's from Indianapolis and she's um, opening this bookstore, which is so cool. Um, another Indianapolis author that you might know. There are a lot of good Indianapolis authors. There's Ashley Ford, who wrote Somebody's Daughter. Mm. Um, Leah Johnson um and like you know the classics kurt vonnegut john green but uh yeah i'm kind of shook okay (laughs) um we're focusing on leah johnson because she's finding this book club i mean bookstore um so yeah the grand opening is september 30th in indianapolis and there's going to be a book signing with author julian winters and if you're not in indianapolis you can order online via bookshop.org and bookshop.org is like a website where you can uh shop indie bookstores and they'll directly and they'll ship to you so yay i'll make sure to put that um link in the description of the episode Uh, perfect um i want to shout out a room of one's own in madison wisconsin so another midwest bookstore um Mm -hmm. i have been following them on social and you may have seen some of their like book charts mm-hmm. um especially over like the last year so yeah they just have a 
amazing social media presence they're always having like super cool events Mm -hmm. and um I have been able to find like so many of the like queer um and trans and like uh social justice books that I've been looking for through them Mm -hmm. um yeah and they also ship anywhere in the world so I highly recommend they have like book club they have various book subscriptions and for a little while they were doing uh trans joy um care packages so like you could send people um little care packages that included like a book and like a bunch of other miscellaneous stuff after you like filled out a form and like told them about like who you were sending it to like they curated these packages it's super cute that's amazing Um, yeah so definitely check them out and like I said I'll put um this information in the description of the episode okay perfect so once again for our listeners who didn't get it the first time loudmouth books and aroma one's own yay yay okay well that's the end that's our episode um really fun times Really yes. love the book we read together and excited for the books we are going to read together. Um, follow us at Little Gay Pod on Instagram to keep up with things that we're doing. Um, we've been a little bit quiet on social media, but we're going to get back into it. New yeah. season, new season, new Insta. <laughs> um, but yeah yeah uh thank you all so much for listening uh make sure to comment like subscribe uh, make sure to leave a review on apple Podcasts or spotify um mm-hmm. or wherever you're listening to your podcasts um uh yeah uh this is our eighth episode and glory and i have been talking about um you know finishing the year off strong and then mm-hmm. probably taking a bit of a hiatus at some point mm-hmm. but we are very excited for these next couple months because we're we're working on things behind the scenes we're working we really are but the last the last four months of this year are gonna be crazy they really are for sure all right y'all all right Bye. bye